previously recorded. It's an election year. Just send the nuke and finish this off already. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. They want you to say grace. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation with liberty and justice. Amen. Amen. to your Friday. Uh, epic show ahead and uh, happy to be here, actually. I want to share so many things with you in this hour, um, but welcome. And um, I also, uh, well, I wanted to mention a couple things. Number one, um, if you're in an accident, get over to Auto Body Central. Uh, they are fantastic. They know what they're doing and uh, they will get your uh, car back uh, in perfect shape. And and also, um, I just don't know of anyone that could do a better job at that than them. They have a five-star rating. They are just incredible. The rental car companies just rave about uh, ABC Auto Body Central, and they're honest. They they will work with your insurance company for you. It's fantastic. So make sure that you are getting over there and and uh, using ABC. Um, uh, so Charlie Kirk, who I've I've had on the show, I mean on the show, sorry, I played him on the show quite a bit. Um, so many uh, different individuals. President uh, Trump announced uh, his intent to appoint the following individuals to the members of the of the President's Advisory 1776 Commission for a term of uh, two years. That 77 uh, 1776 Commission to sort of negate the <laughs> the. Um, horrendous um uh what was it 16 19 projects and six uh, horrendous project that uh of course um progressive liberals are just raving about right um and uh this was to get some get something back in the classroom that had uh, a little bit more about uh the founders and and so forth and and so charlie kirk kirk was uh named to be one of those persons uh that will be involved in that um so let me play this for you. Can I just play real quick uh, Trump's Christmas message? Listen to his message. I love this. Listen up. Stop waiting and start. Well, that wasn't it. <laughs> okay, here we go. For Christians, this is a joyous time to remember God's greatest gift to the world. More than 2,000 years ago, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. He said, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. The angel told her that she would give birth to a baby boy, Jesus, who would be called the Son of the Most High. Nine months later, Christ was born in the town of Bethlehem. The Son of God came into the world in a humble stable. As Christians everywhere know, the birth of our Lord and Savior changed history forever. At Christmas, we give thanks to God and that God sent his only son to die for us and to offer everlasting peace to all humanity. More than two millennia after the birth of Jesus Christ, his teachings continue to inspire and uplift billions and billions of people 
all over the globe. His divine word still fills our hearts with hope and faith, and Christians everywhere still strive to live by Jesus' timeless commandment to his disciples, love one another. Above all, during the sacred season, our souls are full of thanks and praise for Almighty God for sending us Christ, his Son, to redeem the world. Tonight we ask that God will continue to bless this nation and we pray that he will grant every American family a Christmas season full of joy, hope, and peace. On behalf of Melania and the entire Trump family, Merry Christmas to all and best wishes for a very, very great and happy New Year. Thank you. message. And I thought, you know, when I listened to that, and of course the media completely ignored it, um, which they would. I think the, the mention of Christ makes, you know, uh, makes them feel like all of a sudden they, the roof's going to start caving in on them. So I um, wanted to contrast that for you, uh, if you will. Um, let me show you uh, the 2012 Barack Obama's message. Listen up to this. Hi, everybody. This weekend, as you gather with family and friends, Michelle and I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. We both love this time of year, and there's nothing quite like celebrating the holidays at the White House. It's an incredible experience, and one that we try to share with as many folks as possible. This month, more than 90,000 people will come through the White House to see the holiday decorations. And our theme for this year's holiday season was Joy to All, a reminder to appreciate the many joys of the holidays, the joy of giving, the joy of service, and of course, the joy of homecomings. That's right. This weekend, parents are picking up their kids from college and making room for all the laundry they bring with them. Children are counting down the hours until the grandparents arrive. And uncles, aunts, and cousins are making their way to join the family and share in the holiday spirit. That's what makes this season so special, getting to spend time with the people we love most. And this year, that's especially true for some of our military families. Mm-hmm. You see, the war They go the on and on and on. I won't bore you, <laughs> but they don't even mention Christ's birth. <laughs> the entire time, it was the holidays, uh, you get to be with family. You get to be around nice decorations. Um, Michelle Obama couldn't even utter the word Christmas. They never mentioned it again past the beginning um, word that they used and then never, ever anything about Christ's birth. It was amazing to watch. (laughs) And I could contrast many of those messages for you during the time that those two hooligans were in. But I, you know, it's kind of amazing to hear Trump um, talk about Christ in the entire message. And I just wanted to highlight that because we don't get that very often. We don't get that very often. And um, at the very end, when he said, he said it was such um, just conviction. And it was, 
we will have a great year next year. And I, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting to watch him, uh, look in the camera and parse that out and say it with such conviction. But I really wanted you guys just to sort of see the difference. It was, uh, the holidays and the holidays and the holidays versus this is about Christ's birth. And this is what Christ did for mankind. It was, I mean, talk about a Christmas message, a black and white Christmas message. And I didn't, I don't mean that by race. I'm talking about the difference between the two. It's just amazing. They couldn't even bring themselves to even talk about Christ. And here we are celebrating Christ's birth. So I found that kind of amazing. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, but I just shook my head. Um, a couple of things. Um, Salt Lake City is giving out money to help people pay their rent. Million dollars in grants. Um, Pence and his wife uh, got the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm going to be doing a video today on that covid uh vaccine and it's so evil and so horrendous and you know i don't i don't pass the word evil around a ton but i'm telling you um it's evil and uh what we're embarking on the road the journey that we're about to take um with this new delivery system ask yourselves this question why did they not just use the method of vaccine that they've always used why didn't they do that or they inject you with a live or dead virus and your body makes anti, you know, antibodies towards that. Why didn't they do it? That is probably the big, huge, golden question that everybody should be asking. And they're not. And so I just wanted to make sure. Um, here is, uh, let, me, let me roll this. This was from um, the nurse taking the vaccine. Talk about a photo op gone bad. Um, this nurse uh, stood up to the podium after taking the vaccine to tell everybody how, how wonderful the vaccine was. By the way, when she's saying it, she's looking down. It's very odd. And then, and then you'll see what happens. Here we go. I did, yes. So, you know, all of my staff... Um, we are excited to get the vaccine, you know. Um, we are in the COVID unit, so therefore, you know, my team will be getting first chances to get the vaccine. And I know that um, it's really, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. Oh, I'm sorry. And she fainted. She literally fell. The doctors picked her up. Um, yeah, photo op gone bad. I, I do believe uh, that was a photo op gone bad. Uh, they tried to push the vaccine when she was talking about how um, excited. Listen to her tone when she says how excited she is to take the vaccine. So, you know, all of my staff... Um, Right here. We are excited to get the vaccine. You know, she just looked at. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're excited to get that. Um, and uh, and then fainted, proceeded to faint. Ouch. Um, we also have all kinds of things going on. We had a fake photo op with a doctor giving a syringe full of nothing. In fact, the plunger was all the way down at the bottom, and they put the needle in the arm of the um, of the uh, health worker, and then didn't give them anything in the vaccine. They actually showed it up close. Um, so a fake, a fake vaccine. That was fun. And uh, all kinds of things like this going on. So I just, just to let you know, this video I'm about to do with um, the vaccine is very telling. 
It's very telling, and it's scary. And I don't think I even realized how or what they have in store coming, but they've been telling us for a decade. I just don't think people were paying attention. And when they speak about the future, I think we just kind of roll our eyes and we just get inundated with today's, you know, uh, stuff. And we never really thought about what they were so busy doing behind the scenes. And so it's a very, very telling video, which I hope you'll all share. Because if we don't get this out, if we don't try to help people understand what's going on with that vaccine, we're going to be in big trouble, folks. So please, um, that'll go up on YouTube and also on Facebook. Please share that. Uh, be right back. On the Kate Daly Show, got I got a, I got a few things that might be or might be very uplifting for you. Be right back. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, Put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? The upkeep of your home and community is essential, not only for retaining property value, but also for security and peace of mind. Max Maintenance, an HOA living company, is Southern Utah's maintenance pros, providing a wide array of services and resources, even in the event of damage or emergency. Max Maintenance team members are experts in assessing damage, understanding the claims process and managing and completing the construction and restoration of your home and community. Max Maintenance can help. Contact them at 435-534-6291 or maxutah.com. Save every day at Finley Hyundai. Come to Finley Hyundai now for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR on select vehicles, including the all-new 2022 Hyundai Tucson. Money tight from the holidays. No payments till the weather warms up. With deferred payments for 90 days. Hyundai comes with complimentary maintenance for three years. Or 36,000 miles, whichever comes and Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles, powertrain limited warranty. It's the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. On the savings side of the freeway. FinleyHyundaiStGeorge.com. OAC with HMF. Offer expires 1322. Andrew Reinhart is with us today, and he's with Wasatch Medical Clinic. You may have heard that they've got a breakthrough in scientifically proven treatment for ED. And it is true. And guys, listen up. This is very interesting. The solution for you does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, please tell us more about this treatment. Well, just like technology is changing a lot of aspects of our life, 
it now is changing for men with erectile dysfunction. Wasatch Medical in St. George uses the most advanced form of wave therapy, clinically proven to open up and regrow blood vessels. It treats erectile dysfunction at its core by improving circulation. We do it without any pills, injections, or side effects. So it's all about the blood flow. That sounds pretty incredible. Now, Andrew, are you seeing good results with these treatments? We really are. We treat men in their 20s. We treat men in their 90s with just about every kind of health condition. Keep in mind, there are 50 clinical studies backing our technology from Cambridge and the Cleveland Clinic. It has been shown to be the new standard of care for ED. Wow. 20s to the 90s. That's impressive. How about a special offer just for our listeners today? If you're ready to get your love life back and throw the pills away, call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor is free, plus a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. That's worth the trip, guys. It's worth hundreds of dollars free to callers now. All right, you heard it, guys. Pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam at 435-922-7000. That is 435-922-7000. One more time, 435-922-7000. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This show is previously recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. God knows it ain't his. It sure ain't no surprise. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. You know, I really uh, hesitated to even announce I was going to do a show um, that was going to be uh, very informative today because I thought, oh, no, you know, tech problems, right? And um, lo and behold, my site's not coming up. (laughs) First, uh, that's the first time it's ever happened. Um, So I am, I'm honestly trying to figure this out, what's going on, and there's no reason for my site not to work. So um, I'll be working on that while we're doing this. Um, and it'll go on podcast, I guess. That'll have to be my next, <laughs> my, you know, my resource here. Um, if people can't get it. Okay, live. Um, oh, you know. <sighs> well, hi, NSA. Thanks for listening in. Really appreciate you guys. That's okay. We'll get it on podcast, too. Okay. Um, 
let's uh, let's 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 just go in and and uh, and do this. So there's been a lot of experimentation. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to mention I had a caller call in during the break. Um, we should get a tax break. The legislature should be doing a tax break for those that homeschool, so that we're not having to pony up the dollars. Okay, for uh, public education, if we homeschool, we should have the option for those dollars, and I totally agree with them, too. Um, let's talk about Johns Hopkins, because I've, I've, I've told you that most epidemiologists within their state, actually, um, the ones that are assigned, like our own Angela Dunn, total nimrod, by the way, I'm sorry, but she is, um, um, come, you know, come by way of Johns Hopkins. They come by way of CDC and, and there's a couple of roads and there's a reason for that. There's a connection between Johns Hopkins, the Rockefeller Foundation and the Gates Foundations. And the 2000, the two, the event 201, uh, 201 that was predicted and rehearsed, you know, for the pandemic from the 2010 Rockefeller Foundation's lockstep paper that we went over on one of the shows. The two organizations have this long history of collaboration, but it started in 1916 when the Johns Hopkins School of Hygiene and Public Health was founded with funding from the Rockefeller Foundation. And then since then, they've been locked up because Johns Hopkins actually started in, I think it was around 1875, 76. And, and so, uh, by the time this rolled in, um, and they, they, they became one, basically the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins, um, kind of an interesting shift. And I want to explain what that shift was all about because it's really strange. Um, and also, Johns Hopkins plays a key in just about everything right now. They're playing a big, huge role in vaccinations. They're playing a big, huge role in being the information provider for the vaccinations. And in every article you see about COVID-19, you will see uh, per Johns Hopkins research. You'll see that line in just about every single one. Trust me, (laughs) I've been doing my homework on this and they are everywhere. Um, And it's because um, they are the lead voice, right? Because we think of them as the lead um, research um, hospital, right? Or, or, Or institute. Okay. So in 1913, the Rockefeller Foundation sponsored a conference on the need for public health education in the United States. This is where it started. This is, this is how we got where we are today with public health and why public health is running our country right now. 1913, Rockefeller Foundation sponsored a conference. The foundation officials were pretty convinced that a new profession of profession, mind you, of public health was going to be needed and it would be allied to medicine but also distinctly different. And this is very, very important to know with its own identity and its own educational institution. So there was a, they, they really wanted a deliberate separation between medicine and public health leaders. And it came from, um, again, this study, uh, or not, well, study, uh, the Welch Rose Report of 1915, which laid out the need for adequately trained public health workers and envisioned an institute of hygiene, you know, in the United States. And this report reflected this, this difference between the two architects of this, Welch and Rose. And 
Welch was a little different than Wycliffe Rose. Uh, Henry uh, or William Henry Welch had kind of a different history. His he favored scientific research, whereas Rose wanted an emphasis on public health practice. So in 1916, the executive committee of the Rockefeller Foundation approved a plan to organize an institute of school of public health at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. And the institute was named the School of Hygiene and Public Health, indicating this sort of compromise between those who wanted the practical public health training on the British model and those who favored the basic scientific scientific research on the German model. Germans against the Brits. How interesting. Anyway, um, and so Welch, uh, William Welch was the first dean of the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, who also became the founding dean of the first public uh, school of public health in the United States. And the facility on the former was the Maryland Hospital site from 19, from 1797. Um, I mean, it goes way back, way back. And the Maryland Hospital was originally built on a hospital to care for yellow fever. Um, and then in 1840, the hospital expanded. Okay, so so this resulted in this 19... 19- 13 to 1916 event of trying to trying to figure out how they were going to do this and create public health which is a very socialistic communistic term right so what they decided to do was to basically break it into two and this was this was by their design this is what the founding document said from 1915 it said this brings us to another important consideration the object of public health work um, and taking advantage of all of this and, and avoiding a premature um, conventionalizing of advanced work in medicine. So, therefore, the fundamental medicine sciences had to form a background of good education for public health service. So they basically wanted the doctor um, to, to, when a patient consults a physician, he wants to know, first, what is the matter with me, Right. And second, what can be done to relieve me? And the successful doctor then becomes a specialist in the recognition of disease and the use of remedial measures. His object is to cure rather than to prevent. So they didn't want the doctor to prevent anything. They just wanted the doctor to cure stuff. They wanted the public health officer to be into methods of preventing disease. Now, you might think that sounds all well and good. The only problem with it was the doctors should have been both. Public health really should have never existed. That's the problem because when it branched off into two two different ways of, of training up doctors and public health people, they were trained much differently. And they really had to separate it to to actually get this profession going. And and so they they uh, there was a couple of things uh, that they decided to do, but they but they were really intent on making sure that the physician was only going to be in charge of certain things. And if you notice the medical training, it was how do you take the symptoms and how do you what do you you know do to to for these exact symptoms rather than. A career of preventing it as well, which it it had been. I mean, if you were to talk to your your town doctor in the 1800s, um, there, it would have been both, right? So, how did they get it going? What did they do in order to do this to create a need? Well, the Rockefeller Sanitary Commission for the eradica- eradication um, eradication of hookworm disease 
From 1909 till 1915, they used the hookworm disease in the American South, specifically Alabama, Kansas, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Arkansas, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia. And the campaign was launched by John D. Rockefeller for a million dollars. Uh, to bring this movement of the medical profession and public health officials to boards of trade, churches, schools, the press, everybody together for the prevention, quote unquote, of hookworm <laughs> disease. And this is how they sort of got their, oh, kind of got their hooks into this to present a case in which the public health then was necessary. It was necessary that they launch forward and get this profession going, this all new profession going so that they could wedge the doctors into one certain little defined role so they could take over these other roles. So what happened was these 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 programs lasted until 1915 and the campaign ended in, well, a year before 1914. Um, and the property and the records of the commission were transferred to the Rockefeller Foundation and the International Health Board. And what happened was, was uh, hookworm disease. You could get that, you know, walking barefoot, you know, poor sanitary, you know, poor sanitary conditions. Right. Um, and it had been the, it had been around, you know, they they had already known this was uh, one of the three major illnesses you could get from the 1800s, along with malaria and yellow fever. Um, and they said in the early 1900s, many people in the South lock, you know, lacked this proper sanitary, such as sewage and bathrooms. And this was um, and the warm climate was leading to people walking around barefooted. And so uh, they said over 40 percent of the population in the 11 southern states were infected with hookworm. And they went ahead and they started studying it. And then, of course, they said 7.5 million Southerners had hookworms and they had to go reduce this. So they treated um, they treated. uh, Well, they they said um, 400,000 of them. And this is what remember, the population was about 100 million. It wasn't fatal, but they went ahead and they said, oh, well, we have to go ahead and, and, and get this. Now, by the way, in 2015, we had 428 million people with hookworm. <laughs> but they decided back in the day that they were going to use this as the catalyst to present some sort of something, kind of like right now with COVID, where it wasn't killing people. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, you know, something that, that is this insane to go work on but they had to they had to have something interestingly enough hookworm to put their hooks into so they presented this and see this is where we're needed see see how many people so they treated about 400,000 people okay they didn't save humanity but they they got the ball rolling and Johns Hopkins ended up this particular avenue of Johns Hopkins ended up being all over the world very, very quickly within a span of 30 years, China, Yugoslavia, you name it, you name it. And, uh, and the first director of public Rockefeller public health, William Henry, guess what? He was skull and bones fraternity, Yale university. Um, and, uh, uh, an interesting career, this guy. Very interesting career. Um, and he was the first physician recruited to be professor at the newly formed John Hopkins Hospital and Medical School at John Hopkins in Baltimore. 
that skull and bones, you know, I've done shows on that, and I, I hope you're very, very aware um, of the um, secret combination that is within the Skull and Bones Society that the Bushes are a part of and, and everybody else, that John Kerry, you name it, part of that little society because it's, really, it's a really close club of people. Um, I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be right back. I've got more. <laughs> Don't go anywhere on the Kate Daly Show. Hello, my name is Kevin Mangold. I'm the director over preferred customer service and health coach scheduling at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring for phone agents and for live chat agents. Working in scheduling and customer service is satisfying and rewarding because we help so many people see success every day. I'm looking for people that want to make a difference in people's lives. If you enjoy helping people achieve success, come join our team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for customer service phone agent or customer care live chat support today. Hi, my name is Rodney, and I am the Director of New Sales at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring new sales agents and online chat agents. Working in the new sales department is fast-paced and rewarding because of our competitive camaraderie and the fact that we are the first people our customers meet. I am looking for hard-working, dedicated people to come join my team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for the new sales phone agent or new sales chat agent positions today. This is Jay Holcomb, General Manager at Stephen Wayne Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, wanting to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. And we'd like to put some money back into your pockets by offering no payments until April of 2022. That's right, no payments till April on any of our 600-plus new or used vehicles in stock. Come in now for the big finish event at Stephen Wayne Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. All reasons why, you've got it made at Stephen Wade. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Greg Neal for Gold Ore Store, at your service. After years of store ownership and operation, I've learned some amazing lessons about life and how people think. Gold Ore Store is a tremendous service provider to this amazing community. Gold Ore Store has become a safe haven for people who either are in a position where they want to exchange Federal Reserve notes for real money, gold and silver. They want to pull out their dollars stuck in a bank account paying them zero interest. Or they need to sell their silver or gold to pay immediate or emergency bills. Gold Ore Store is a safe haven for both sides of this life choice. Gold Ore Store sells for less when you are buying and Gold Ore Store pays you more, so much more for your gold and silver than anyone else in town guaranteed. Find out the truth for yourself. Our hundreds of five-star reviews and consecutive award-winning history tell a story about who we are. Why go anywhere else? Goldorestore.com 435-703-9119 Goldorestore equals inflation killer. We have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today at Wasatch Medical has a breakthrough, yes, a breakthrough and scientifically proven treatment for ED. And guys, what is so very interesting about this is this solution does not require pills, injections, nor surgery. Andrew, what can you tell us about this treatment? 
Well, men are sick of dealing with the pill. They're sick of going to the pharmacy, and they are definitely sick of the side effects. Wasatch Medical, with our acoustic wave therapy, we gently open up and regrow the blood vessels and improve circulation enough we can get rid of the ED, regain the spontaneity, and also throw the pills out. This sounds fantastic. What kind of results are you seeing with these treatments now? We've treated thousands of men with just about every health condition of every age. The results are astounding. And keep in mind, 50 clinical studies back this, including from the Cleveland Clinic, even Cambridge University. Now, Andrew, I'll bet, I'm just betting here, that you've got a special offer for our listeners for today. We certainly do. If you are ready to regain your love life and put a stop to the ED, call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor. It's free, plus a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You guys will love it. Worth hundreds of dollars. It's free to callers now. All right, you heard it, guys. Time to pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam. Here's the number, 435-922-7000. You might want to pull over and write it down, 435-922-7000. One more time, that's 435 435- 922-7000. Call now. The show is previously recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Something wrong with the world today. The light bulb's getting dim. There's meltdown in the sky. judge a wise man by the color of his skin. Um, I put up a link on the uh, Kate Daly Show website or Kate Daly Show Facebook page, and you can stream live from another location if you are unable to um, stream live. Make sure you share that link today, too. Um, I'm doing a a three-part show. Uh, We're doing the Johns Hopkins portion right now. Then we're going into the COVID vaccine on all the things you need to know. Not all, but I'm going to hit a lot of it. And uh, and then, of course, I want to get into kind of rounding this up, which is going to be really weird going back to where Johns Hopkins comes in, cancer treatments, mustard gas, chemo, because those are the same thing. Yeah, I have a lot to talk about today. I might have crashed the site. Who knows? Anyway. Okay, make sure you get over to Tropical Pool and Spa. You know how much I love my hot tub. I can't speak highly enough about it. Make sure you get over there. It, I'm serious. Make your make your home a little heaven on earth. You're going to be there a lot. And I hate to say that, but uh, but you will be. And make sure that you've got you've got a place of relaxation and, and something that can take your mind off off what's going on in this world uh every day i love that's what i love mine for and uh, i love the health benefits and everything else tropical pool and spa they are amazing they do a fantastic job by the way they really know what they're doing and uh, they're so fun to work with too um i love my my hot tub okay um let's get back into this so i was talking about um johns hopkins the the reason that johns hopkins turns out a lot of our epidemiologists in every state right now that are kowtowing to whatever they say and also the cdc it's because they're all locked up 
They're all so lockstep that I can't even tell you enough. In fact, the first director of Rockefeller Public Health of the Johns of Johns Hopkins um, Public Health and Hygiene is what they wanted to call it, so that so that people would think that it was great. Um, was actually a guy named William Henry, and William Henry was part of the Skull and Bones fraternity, same fraternity as the Bushes and. John Kerry and so many people that end up in government um, in the United States and abroad. And uh, he went to Yale University. Um, and he also um, he also worked and studied in German laboratories. It's really strange how much Germany um, has impact on our sciences, NASA, on our on everything, you guys, on everything. Because John D. Rockefeller owned uh, Standard Oil, and Standard Oil has its own history of propping up Adolf Hitler and uh, and paying for so much that happened in World War II. All these people work together, and I really do hope people finally get that, um, understand what a close knit group this actually is. Um, so the German institutions are what influenced. Uh, the design for the Institute of History of Medicine at Johns Hopkins, which was established in 1929 um, after, after establishing the Johns Hopkins School of Hygiene and Public Health in 1916. And many of the residents that worked for him, um, oh, you'll recognize the name, Walter Reed, ring a bell? Walter Reed Medical Center? Um and uh, and also the, the founder, uh, founding director of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, Simon Flexner, and several others. Um, also, the same guy was also the president of the American Medical Association, the American uh, the Association of American Physicians. Um, he also served in medical corps during World War One played a major role in the response to the 1918 influenza pandemic. You all remember that, right? The influenza pandemic they keep lying about. And um, early on, about 10 years after 1918 flu, they said 10 million people died. That's not even true, actually. Then they said uh, 40 million people died. Then it got up to 50 to 100 million people died. And all these years later, people believe that 100 to, uh, 50 to 100 million people died, you guys, because they keep repeating the lie. They say it often enough, and then everybody incorporates it into articles and so forth. He was part of that. The response played a major role in the 1918 influenza pandemic that started with a vaccine, a vaccination. Also head of the American Medical Association, also head of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, also the head of Johns Hopkins. And this is where it all, this is, this is where it started beginning. Uh, William W. Welch um, and the Welch-Rose report that started it all with public health and where we land today. They used the hookworm thing just to create sort of a situation in which they would have to lead out. Um. And uh, and it's kind of interesting, isn't it? The term hygiene was used to indicate the scientific basis of public health as taught in the German Institutes of Hygiene, rather than the British term of public health. So hygiene was German, public health was British, and they didn't, they, which actually kind of suggested that there was more focus on administration with public health. 
but they didn't want that at the time. They wanted to focus on on hygiene a little bit more um, because they uh, they didn't want the, the, the British terminology to lead out. And but then they segued into it pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and uh, and so this is where the Rockefeller Foundation um, went in to create uh, the, well, the creation of public health schools around the world, 1920s to the 30s, to extend the American model of the Hopkins School in many developing countries. In fact, uh, they went right into Yugoslavia. And uh, 1927, under the leadership of Stampar, and he uh, actually, for the public health, you know, the entire population would have to enjoy the benefits of hygienic culture. Yeah. And so uh, what he did was uh, he had he created what was called the Peasants University, and it consisted of specifically designing health seminars for rural villagers to teach them how to get more hygienic and uh, create health stations in rural areas. Then, in, uh, right before that, in 1924, John B. Grant took the Rockefeller Foundation and the Department of Public Health and Preventative Medicine into China and formed the Peking Union Medical College. And, uh, and then, of course, he was pretty aware that China neither had a system of public health administration um, and the Chinese police were responsible for sanitation and hygiene. And they followed this Japanese uh, practice, which was in turn modeled on an older German system of medical police. And Western medicine, uh, scientific medicine, was just beginning to make its way into Chinese society. We have uh, been there ever since. And when I say that, you're going to find out in today's show how much we're over there and how much they're into the creation of COVID-19 vaccine. The creation, the manufacturing, you name it so partnered up once we brought this there um it, it it has it's been a downhill slide ever since and uh they created the international health board of the rockefeller foundation there's so much to this and the reason i i brought this up too is because uh um dusty Rhodes, <laughs> dr Rhodes, plays a big part in my in my last hour of the show as well with creating what, what we now know as chemotherapy, very big part of Johns Hopkins. And this is why I wanted to focus on this a little bit today, because, because we've talked about John, Johns Hopkins before. I've said th- there's so many issues and problems um, with Johns Hopkins. And, of course, you know, when they showed up in October um, with their little Event 201 and, and sponsored the entire thing, and it was a pandemic exercise, what, we'll do, what we will do in a pandemic exercise, and it was all sponsored by Johns Hopkins, and so many um, quotes and articles and so forth are coming out of Johns Hopkins. Um, you have to know that... that um, their designs, who they have partnered with, what they're about, is so sickening to me. It is so sickening to me. So many people, John McCain, right? Remember John McCain on the board at Johns Hopkins? So many political figures, so many people um, part of this. And when you think about the collusion between John D. Rockefeller, Standard Oil, the Rockefeller Foundation, Johns Hopkins, all of these, even Skull and Bones, when you start to think about all the collusion um, for 
decades upon decades upon decades, it's hard to it's hard to take. It's hard to take because you start realizing how many how many of them are are at the helm. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, Johns Hopkins sponsored that event 201 with them. They are so deeply embedded into what's going on right now. In the next hour, I'm gonna I'm gonna deeply get into um, some stuff with uh, what's going on with the vaccine. I'll play a little bit of, of Dell Big Tree too. It's pretty diabolical. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go ahead, real quick. I, I Hi. think most important, the uh, elephant in the room with John Hopkins right now is they're counting all the votes. They are the only one mm-hmm. telling us how many people are dying from this thing. Yes. Uh, and we don't. Uh, there's nobody else monitoring them. There, uh, we don't know what the states are sending them. We don't know if they're uh, altering mm-hmm. the votes. It all. They are the vote counters. Yes. So it, it could be five percent, two percent of the death toll from this. Yes. Yeah. Johns Hopkins and, came out yesterday and said Wednesday we had almost fifteen hundred deaths from COVID. And when you went to the WHO site, they said six hundred and eighty. Yeah. There, there's a huge the, amount of discrepancy. And what's the term that the media and the politicians keep using? Confirmed votes. And yet many times states have taken back. Uh, Pennsylvania took back 3,200 and said, oh, no, they were, they were wrongly counted. How can, they, uh, how can they be confirmed when they keep taking back the count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. I also wanted to mention this. Um, people don't know this, but in the 40s, in the 1940s, 750 victims filed a $1 billion lawsuit against the Rockefeller Foundation, Johns Hopkins Hospital, the university, Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, Bloomberg School of Public Health. Yeah, that Bloomberg family. Anyway, Johns Hopkins Health Center Corporation, alleging that they were the driving force between all the human experimentation that went on in the 1940s. In in which vulnerable populations of Guatemalans were intentionally exposed to syphilis, gonorrhea, venereal diseases without informed consent, and the experiments targeted school children, orphans, psychiatric hospital patients, prison inmates, um, and the military. And, uh, yeah, and key Rockefeller and Johns Hopkins researchers involved in the Guatemalan experiments were also behind the now infamous. Tuskegee experiments in which 600 impoverished African-American sharecroppers were never informed they had syphilis and given uh, uh, placebos rather than treatment. Also, uh, this happened with Puerto Rico as well, and I'll get into that in my final hour. But um, there have been so many people involved in just the organizations I just mentioned that have been murdered, that have been experimented on. And if you get into the 50s and 60s and you look at uh, all the drug experimentation uh, that came out of those years in particular, do you think that was by chance? Because it wasn't. There was a lot of experimentation going on and psychological experimentation, which I could do a whole five hours on, actually, um, on the show on all on these these institutions being in charge of MK Ultra, all of the things that 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 you've probably heard of this year, or really kind of started delving into, if you're if you're kind of new, <laughs> figuring all this out, all of the um, the um, psychological experiments and so forth. And so, I just wanted to say that these same people are consistently involved in really heinous abuse of us. I've done shows on the polio vaccine and how half of the polio vaccines, 96 million of them were infected. They went out and to the general public. And lo and behold, 10 years later, we got the war on cancer. 
Um, we got the war on cancer in 1970 because of the fact that we had four soft cell cancers that were soft tissue cancers. I'm sorry that were that were just wreaking havoc on the public, and they felt like those monkey kidney cells that they um, that were infected got into those vaccines. They knew it. They admitted it on the CDC website in 2007, and uh, lo and behold, uh, 15 years later, you know, we had that war on cancer, and it's never stopped. So. Are there problems with vaccines all through history and the experimentation of all of these things? And somebody could say, well, gosh, look at what's come of it. You know what? I think we could pretty much shoot that all to hell today when we talk about what they're actually doing with all these vaccines and why the vaccine is so important to them. And I want to share with you um, how long they've been working on this, too, on the COVID-19. Because it's kind of, it's upsetting. It's, It's just... It's sick. It's sick. I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. I say is listening. We can at least be entertaining. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Coronavirus are incredibly common. A large percentage of the world, human population, will have COVID DNA in them, small quantities, even if they are perfectly well or sick with some other pathogen. I'm going to speculate as to why all of the media and our political leaders are whipping up hysteria over this idea of global pandemic. Our central banks and our governments have created a financial crisis by using unbacked debt-based fiat currency, unlimited government borrowing, and impossibly escalating levels of taxation to service all the debt. We are very near now the end of our monetary cycle where debt can no longer be sustained. Currencies everywhere are being overprinted and nearing collapse. In this process, many people worldwide will suffer losses, poverty, disruption, and sacrifice. Most people are not aware that this disaster was predictable and inevitable. Bankers and elite officials do know what is coming. And they know that people will see that they are to blame for this disaster unless they can come up with a scapegoat. Scapegoats come in the form of things like terrorism, global warming, and global viral pandemics. Manufacturing or exploiting some global threat not only allows blame for the economic disaster to be diverted from central banks and government officials, but also gives an excuse to impose authoritarian public policies so that riots and civil unrest can be harshly dealt with by state-sponsored violence. We are being suckered to accept a huge new set of restrictions on our lifestyles and personal liberties, so we will be powerless against official policy. 
Hi there. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show, an important show today. And it's actually a three-parter, so make sure to get the rest of the show today because you'll want to hear all three parts because they all kind of go together um, on podcast. You can go to katedalyradio.com. Uh, the site may have crashed a little today <laughs> with people going on, um, but uh, you can get this on podcast. And so I just wanted to make sure you realize that. Uh, you can go to katedalyradio.com and get the recording of today's live show. I have a lot of places to go in this hour and next, and so let's get let's get rolling, shall we? I don't want to waste any time. Um, I'll, I'm going to start out the show today with uh, with Dell Bigtree um, discussing what it is about this uh, COVID nineteen vaccine that's on its way. I have a lot of information on this today. I'm not going to take any calls today. So don't call in live. I'm, I'm not going to take any calls. There's too much to do. <laughs> There's too much to talk about. And I thought that Dell Bigtree did such a fantastic job in in saying exactly what is going to happen. I'm actually going to go in reverse today. I'm going to actually start out with this clip, and then I'm going to explain what they're doing and how long this vaccine has been in the works, because it's going to let you know that carefully laid plans for a very long time have been in the works to bring you what's going on today, that this was no mystery illness that hit in February and January. So um, with further ado, let's go over to, let's get to uh, Dell Bigtree's clip uh, on this, and this is powerful. Listen up. Here you go. Is saying he wants a forced vaccination program Bill Gates. for all so 7.5 billion people in the world. I believe that this pandemic has been blown out of proportion in order to force the entire adult population into a mandated vaccine program just like our children are at. In fact, I've been predicting that for the last three years on every stage I speak on. This is, has been a goal by the WHO for many years, and now we're seeing it. I believe this pandemic is being used to create such difficulty in our lives. We can't go to work. We're losing our money. We have to wear a mask. we got to stay six feet apart. We can't kiss. We can't hug. Also, they make us so miserable, so when they rush this vaccine out, we go, fine, I'll take it if that's what it's going to take to get our lives back to normal. But know this. It won't just be that vaccine. The moment you allow the government to say you have to take it, you just bought into the vaccine program for every adult. And guess what? You didn't get the 54 vaccines your children are getting. Now you have to catch up on 54 vaccines. Guess what? 270 vaccines are already approved and in the pipeline you've never heard of. And thousands of vaccines are on tr- in trials right now as we speak because the future of the industry is a product that doesn't test for safety, as I told you, has no liability, and can be forced on you by government mandates. It's the greatest product pharma's ever had, and it happens to be your future if you don't stand up for your rights. If you read every headline, it's telling us, Patrick, there's two words in a sentence that I think make it the most dangerous sentence known to man. Every time you read, they are rushing the science. That is what we read in every headline talking about COVID-19. I'm not exaggerating it. We are rushing science. Now let's talk about this vaccine. It is not a brand new vaccine. It is not another version of a measles vaccine. They've been attempting a coronavirus vaccine since for the last at least 20 years. Very specifically since we had SARS, which was a coronavirus back in the early 2000s, multiple drug companies have been attempting to make a coronavirus vaccine. Here's what's amazing and I discovered in our research. Every single animal trial by all of those different drug companies and different approaches to a coronavirus vaccine had the same result. In every one of the trials, they used ferrets. It's a popular animal. I think it has a similar immune system to human beings. 
They gave them their trial COVID or coronavirus vaccine, and the animals seem to be doing just fine. They would have said it's safe. Look, the animal's fine, vaccine didn't hurt them. They even checked their blood and they were having robust antibody production, meaning it looks like it really works. And they're probably all jumping up and down in their laboratories. But here's what happens. In an animal trial, you're allowed to go one step further than you're ethically allowed to in a human trial. That's called a challenge study, where they actually put the animal in contact with the virus. Can't do this with human beings. But they put the ferrets in contact with coronavirus, and every single one of the trials had the same problem. Instead of the antibodies protecting the animal from the coronavirus, the antibodies actually helped the virus attack their own immune system, and it overreacted. They had serious upper respiratory conditions, organ failure, what's called a cytokine storm, meaning the immune system sent their body into inflammation and brain all over. Many of the animals died. It was so catastrophic that in these trials, you'll see at the end a caution that says, we should be very careful moving forward with human trials. Well, now we have just skipped all the animal trials and we're going into these small human trials that will never have the challenge study part of this. So what I'm saying is we are rushing a vaccine that was deadly in the animal trials. And when you think about the money, right, you think about money, you and I both know where there's billions of dollars to be made, you will find people willing to uh, skip some steps uh, if it means winning the race. And I call this the amazing race. Bill Gates and most of the people in the world are saying this vaccine will be given to all 7.5 billion people. If this vaccine is a cheap vaccine at $100, that means this product will make $750 billion to the winner of this vaccine race right now. There are 100 companies in this race. I assure you, if they have a couple of missteps or a few problems, and they think, well, we can try and overcome them once the product is out, no one wants to give up that cash prize. And so I think we are watching potentially some of the worst science we may ever see. And now imagine if Bill Gates gets his wish. If the WHO manages to force vaccinate the planet, we all have to get this in order to get onto an airplane or to be allowed back into our job or to have the tracking app that's on our phone say, he's allowed to go to the gym, I have to have had that vaccine. If that happens and they didn't overcome this problem, which they're describing, it's called antibody immune enhancement. You've had Tony Fauci allude to this. You've heard him say, there's a potential this vaccine could make people more sick. Or Dr. Peter Hotez, who is actually a scientist that's attempted to make a coronavirus vaccine, he met with the Congress and said, we have this problem of antibody immune enhancement. So imagine everybody gets this vaccine. Let's imagine it's all by good scientists that think they've overcome the problem. But they don't know why it happens. They'll admit that to you. We don't know why this is happening. And they're looking at one strain of the virus. There's already 30 mutations, Patrick. What happens if we all get this vaccine? And maybe if that was fine with the virus that we came in contact with, but two years down the road, there's a mutation to the coronavirus. Just like there's been 30, maybe there's 70. Maybe the 71st mutation triggers this problem where it sends our immune system and instead of protecting us, it attacks us. And now the death rate of COVID is not 0.26%. What if it's 5%? What if it's 10%? What if it's 80% of people start dying because the vaccine is causing them to get more sick instead of protecting them? Here's what I know. We have never seen a virus or a bacteria on this planet since the dawn of man that ever even came close to eradicating the species.
But I believe rushing science and forcing everybody to use it. If we make a catastrophic error, there is no way to get that vaccine out of ourselves. And a mistake like that by people that I do think have a real God complex, that could be catastrophic for our species. I would just always caution, I better always have the right to choose what's injected into me. And I'll read the science myself and think, if I think that 0.26% death rate is really worthy of taking on the risk of a vaccine that killed the animals in the animal trial. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was a great clip and, and so appreciate Dell for all of his speaking out and all of his efforts. It's amazing. Um, so we have a little bit of a problem, don't we? We have a uh, vaccine that's being rushed out that uh, they started working on uh, years and years and years and years ago. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about who's involved when we come back. And uh, and I also have a clip from the um, they're not it's not considered military, but it sure kind of it looks like and sounds like military. Uh, but this would be the commissioned core of the U.S. Public Health Service um, and they actually held a meeting about uh, 15 days ago, and I want to play an excerpt of them telling uh, the troops, so to speak, um, what they're going to be doing fairly shortly. Uh, and so I'll get into that, too. I want to talk about Sarah Gilbert. She's part of the uh, Gates clan. Although you won't find that information readily, it doesn't come out real readily, but uh, but it's there. And I want to talk about her, why she is one of the focuses. And then I also want to talk about, um, well, like Dell said, he kind of wrapped it up. And that's why I wanted to start with that powerful clip is because he really nailed it when it came to all the components we should be looking at as far as how far this will go and what they're willing to do to try to make everybody have this vaccine. We only have about 17,000 people in the entire country right now that are even considered serious with COVID, and that's with the false positive at 50% and also the, um, the, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're doing all of this for that. But they picked a coronavirus, and it was the only way that they could scam us into this, to tell you the truth. And that's why I played that Jerry Day um, uh, clip at the very, very beginning, because he alludes to the fact that, hey, they had to use a coronavirus in order to get this done. They've never had a vaccine for a coronavirus in the history of ever. And it usually takes at least five years to get one. Well, I'll be right back. I'll explain. I'll explain more when I come back. And you're not going to believe who's supporting who's supporting these groups and the fight for this vaccine. Be right back. Hi, guys. It's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, Put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 
435-922-7000. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. The 2021 Ford F-150 at Kengar St. George Ford sets the high standards for light-duty full-size pickups with its high strength, military-grade, aluminum alloy cab, and bed. The 2021 Ford F-150 makes tough tasks look easy. F-150 outperforms every other truck in its class when hauling cargo in a bed or towing a trailer. No wonder the competition is always in a scramble to follow the leader. Just announced 0% APR for 60 months on all 2021 F-150s, excluding Raptors. Kengar St. George Ford. We hear you. But if we're going to just the other morning, an old friend I had not seen for many years walked into the store unannounced. I could tell by his countenance that he was very upset and was wanting a moment to consult with me. As we sipped our coffee together in private conference, he quietly divulged that he was very upset with his prior year's holiday season giving. I was perplexed at first until he went further into his explanation. He stated, Greg, I'm tired of giving the same old stuff. He actually said, junk for the holiday it wears out they don't appreciate it or they return it for the cash it's just stupid he said and he finished with visible dismay he stated that he had heard me for years going on and on about the value of gold and silver as a hedge against the rotten to the core government's ridiculous economic policies he said he'll be giving silver coins as gifts this year i wish you could have seen his face light up when he made the decision Gold or store, gold, silver, and so much more. Gold or store equals inflation killer. Andrew Reinhardt is with us today, and he's with Wasatch Medical Clinic. You may have heard that they've got a breakthrough in scientifically proven treatment for ED. And it is true. And guys, listen up. This is very interesting. The solution for you does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew Please tell us more about this treatment. Well, just like technology is changing a lot of aspects of our life, it now is changing for men with erectile dysfunction. Wasatch Medical in St. George uses the most advanced form of wave therapy, clinically proven to open up and regrow blood vessels. It treats erectile dysfunction at its core by improving circulation. We do it without any pills, injections, or side effects. So it's all about the blood flow. That sounds pretty incredible. Now, Andrew, are you seeing good results with these treatments? We really are. We treat men in their 20s. We treat men in their 90s with just about every kind of health condition. Keep in mind, there are 50 clinical studies backing our technology from Cambridge and the Cleveland Clinic. It has been shown to be the new standard of care for ED. Wow, 20s to the 90s. That's impressive. How about a special offer just for our listeners today? If you're ready to get your love life back and throw the pills away, call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor is free, plus a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. That's worth the trip, guys. It's worth hundreds of dollars free to callers now. All right, you heard it, guys. Pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam at 435 922 that is 435 922 
One more time, 435-922-7000. This show is previously recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. God knows it ain't his. It sure ain't no surprise. Welcome back. Hey, Dally Show. Can't say it better than that song. Uh, welcome back. In fact, huge show today because I, I have a lot of information to uh, to go through. Go to katedallyradio.com for the podcast later on, and uh, you'll be able to get those and share them. Let's do it. And also the new YouTube channel, The Kate Daly Show. Um, so a couple of things. Um, we started out the show talking about monetary, and we have two things going on. We have monetary uh, monetary issues going into digital currency. And the sham COVID put out so that so that we're all discussing that and not not talking about the financial aspect. And then we have the vaccine. These are the two things that uh, they want to pull off as everybody is arguing over masks. They want us to um, to fall in line with the vaccine and then not notice the financial hot mess that we're in as they try to do away with cash. There is no coin shortage. It's trying to do away with cash by limiting cash. Um, so two things going on. Now I want to play uh, the public health officers meeting that they had. And I want you to listen very, very closely to this two minute clip to hear what they had to say as they're telling people 15 days ago what they're going to be doing and the longer deployments that they're going to have. Hat tip, Natalie. Thank you. Anyway, here we go. Going in and focusing on the basics of infection control. Because right now, the only good thing about this current surge is we've mostly kept it out of nursing homes, um, and we've really got to work very hard on that. Secondly, I want you all to be creative, and I want, I want you to tell us what your missions can be. We know that a major push is going to be vaccination. When we do have the vaccine, and I, you know, we are as confident as anyone can be, but I'm not talking about sticking a needle in people's arms. I'm talking about making sure that people are appropriately informed about vaccines, that we don't have anti-vaxxers, that underserved communities that may have been in the past taken advantage of or inappropriately experimented on know that this is a new day, that they need to feel comfortable and positive and confident that the American people uh, and the American government are in, working in their best interest. These are all public health messages. We are the most diverse service uh, within the United States. We're now, I would say, as trusted as anyone else on the planet. So I'm going to hopefully rely on all of us to deliver those messages. As-, as a public health service, we've typically not had longer deployments. But as the mission and the requirements have changed, we have to change as a service and as officers. So what I ask you to do is prepare, expect the unexpected, and prepare your families and your community for you being absent for an extended period of time. Thank you. And and I want to emphasize the period at the end of this sentence will be when we have a vaccine to most Americans. But we can do a whole lot more to bring this down under control. Again, I want people to prepare for a high op tempo. But if we get our messages right and people do the things that the Surgeon General said, those three W's, we are going to bring that down and hopefully 
this could this can get back into a of a of a more reasonable kind of schedule. But I want everyone to understand we can't promise that. Wow. Only 1.6% of our entire country has tested positive for COVID-19. Only 1.6%. That's all the test positives we have. 5 million out of uh, 331 million, million people. Only 17,000 people have um, are even considered serious with this. And this conference was all about the fact that you're going to have a longer deployment and we're going to send out propaganda messages and because the public trusts us because we're public health and we're going to make sure and uh, get them that vaccine. And Dell Bigtree was not wrong. That vaccine uh, is wrought with problems. It's being rushed for a reason. And it has um, it has so many issues. I, I to put that monstrosity into your body, I don't know who, who would do that. So here, let, let's start out with the lie. This was the lie. Um, this was from The Lancet, which is a very prestigious publication for medicine, right? And it said this. It was the news. From, this was April 18th. It was the news from Wuhan, China in the first days of 2020 that made Sarah Gilbert sit up and think. As professor of vaccinology at the University of Oxford in the UK and a leading scientist at the university's Jenner Institute, her research team wasted no time in getting involved so they made it sound like it was disease x and they also made it sound like they just wanted to get involved the second they heard about it in january which was a complete and total lie in fact uh in fact the jenner institute i think came about in 2016 and it's actually sarah sky gilbert that they're talking about and she's listed on other documents as bill and melinda gates foundation global development division and also the 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 global vaccine delivery team they put her into power, and I say that because she does not have a very long career of doing much right. In fact, she worked on Ebola, and she worked on a couple of things, but she hasn't really had this long career of doing things that were that were wonderful. She's just their little android that will do what they say. So they put her into power and gave her a team, quote-unquote, uh, to work with her on this. And they're trying to... Uh, trying to push this they said that they would be pushing this um even if it was only 50 percent effective and and if if it didn't even affect 99 percent of the people so she's working in the uk right and in the uk they didn't even have um they did not even have uh uh 20 some odd people that even tested positive for covid by the almost end of march where in the world did they get the people or did they get the situation that they needed to move on this so so early, right? And so this basically talks about the fact that they got rolling on this January 20th, okay, before it even started hitting, right? January 20th. And she works with Professor, Professor Adrian Hill, Sandy Douglas, Teresa Lamb. Teresa Lamb is also on the patent for this. Um, and so Jenner Institute... Uh, courtesy of Oxford Vaccine Centers, uh, got this. Bill Gates is tightly, tightly, not even wound with this group. I would say probably owns this group. Um, but this is the group. And there's several different groups vying for this vaccine right now. And when I say several, I mean many, uh, many, many groups trying to get their vaccine ahead of everybody else. But they're all kind of working with the same type of new vaccine and that's very important to know Dell Bigtree talked about this and this is an RNA vaccine it's a completely different type of vaccine and uh, the patents for this particular vaccine started in 2009 
they had their sights on this long before because human trials started before we were even really all locked down. Before we were even locked down with the so-called mystery disease from China, as they kept calling it, we were actually, um, uh, they were actually already to the stage of doing human trials and skipping over any uh, or, or all of the animal trials, which is generally not allowed. There has never been a coronavirus vaccine ever. They've been working on this for a very long time. Gates has been working on this for over a decade as part of this this team. So there's a different name for the vaccine by Jenner um, because they'll tell you the name of it and then they'll say formally known as. So you have to do a little digging, uh, but it's AZD1222 vaccine that was developed by Oxford University's Jenner Institute in which Sarah Gilbert works and the Oxford Vaccine Group. Um, and so China um, has been commissioned to make this, right? Okay. So, um, Shetsen, uh, Kangtai Biological Products announced it's going to produce AstraZeneca's potential COVID-19 vaccine in mainland China. And this, uh, this, they have the actual cap- uh, capability of doing 200 million vaccine doses. They're also partnering, partnering with the company, um, in India as well. And they are one of the biggest producers of this, um, of, of any vaccine, of vaccines in general. So if human trials started during the initial lockdown, what about animal trials? I mean, wasn't it a mystery, right? Um, well, um, there, uh, in fact, they didn't even have their first death. And that was a woman that didn't even have COVID. She was in her 70s in the UK. And that wasn't even until March 5th. So, boy, did they get a jump on this. Um, when I, I remember listening to the radio on a trip of mine and Scripps was on NPR, Scripps Research down in San Diego, and they said it would take at least a year to even do the animal studies if they were going to work on anything that resulted in any kind of vaccine. Well, um, they were asked on this, has the vaccine been tested on animals? Well, they said that their collaborators at Rocky Mountain Laboratories, this is Sarah Gilbert and her group from Oxford and Bill Gates, have conducted a rapid yet thorough investigation and demonstrated good safety and efficacy of a single dose of CHADOX1 NCOV19, which is the same thing as the AZ number I just gave you, the 1222. Um, and they said uh, that uh, the vaccinations and the clinical trial were initiated and that there were also animal studies underway in Australia and the UK and that the results would be published once they were complete. But they were already starting on humans. So um, and few humans at that. So the fact that we don't even have a, uh, a vaccine for SARS. OK, they've been trying and trying and trying. They never could get one for SARS. There was never really a, a huge push for this by the people. Obviously, that PCR test, had you taken it back in 2003, 2004, they would have said you had SARS. Today, it's you have COVID. See, the PCR test is very, very, very general. And because um, these kinds of coronaviruses mutate, there's no way that they, they just never could come up with a um with a vaccine for it. There's no proven vaccine against MERS. Um, none of these things, right? And so the WHO and CEPI and the Gates Foundation committed money and organizational resources for this long before um, we heard of the mystery illness. 
The vaccinations require custom formulation, special packaging, transportation, storage in all 200 countries with infected citizens, they say. And the WHO announced that 165 countries representing 60% of the population had agreed to the HWO COVAX plan for fair and equitable, of course, because you know how sustainable they all are, distribution of an eventual licensed vaccine. The um, Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, CEPI, is working with international health authorities and vaccine developers to create another $8 billion fund in a global partnership um, uh, to work on this. And in China, the government's providing low-rate loans to vaccine developers through its central bank to hurry up and get these RNA vaccines out. The uh, vaccine development initiatives came out of the University of Oxford and the Imperial College of London. They were financed with $44 million in April in London. Do you remember the Imperial College of London? Yes, because that gave us Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson was the one that came out with all of those projections that the entire world listened to and locked everybody down. The entire world locked down because of Neil Ferguson, which those far out you know, projections of death, millions and gazillions of people dying, of course, never happened. They knew that. They were flawed models from 13 years ago. And it finally came out that it was completely flawed. What's in the vaccine? Well, a lot of genetic material that they won't tell you uh, what's in the genetic material. But it is a, listen to this, from the patent itself, weakened version of a common cold virus that causes infections in chimpanzees that has been genetically changed so that it's impossible for it to grow in humans, they say. Genetic material has been added to this vaccine used to make protein, proteins for the COVID-19 virus. And uh, I'll come right back with the rest. Yeah, and in a completely different delivery service, just like Del Bigtree said, could it react and, and actually attack your system to the point of, like, over-exaggerated um, uh, inflammation? Anyway, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Hello, my name is Kevin Mangold. I'm the director over preferred customer service and health coach scheduling at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring for phone agents and for live chat agents. Working in scheduling and customer service is satisfying and rewarding because we help so many people see success every day. I'm looking for people that want to make a difference in people's lives. If you enjoy helping people achieve success, come join our team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for customer service phone agent or customer care live chat support today. Hi. My name is Rodney, and I am the director of new sales at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring new sales agents and online chat agents. Working in the new sales department is fast-paced and rewarding because of our competitive camaraderie and the fact that we are the first people our customers meet. I am looking for hard-working, dedicated people to come join my team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for the new sales phone agent or new sales chat agent positions today. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. 
may have been a prepper your whole life or just decided to become a prepper within the last 30 days. Information is the most valuable commodity, and the experts at Your Family Still Matters have been prepping for over 30 years. New product is arriving daily, and you can subscribe to their newsletter for updates and specials. Call 628-7042, that's 628-7042, or come by Your Family Still Matters under the big yellow sign that says Paintball Food Storage and Violins. Would you like to be as comfortable in your backyard furniture as you are in your favorite chair? Outdoor Living makes it possible. You can have a space in your own backyard with furniture that is durable, long-lasting, and most importantly, as comfortable as everything else you own. Outdoor Living is where comfort meets the outdoors. Outdoor Living will help you create your custom man space. Now is the time to do so, so you'll be ready for next spring. Check out the Outdoor Living showroom and feel for yourself. You aren't really living until you're outdoor living. We have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today. And Wasatch Medical has a breakthrough, yes, a breakthrough and scientifically proven treatment for ED. And guys, what is so very interesting about this is this solution does not require pills, injections, nor surgery. Andrew, what can you tell us about this treatment? Well, men are sick of dealing with the pill. They're sick of going to the pharmacy, and they are definitely sick of the side effects. Wasatch Medical, with our acoustic wave therapy, we gently open up and regrow the blood vessels and improve circulation enough we can get rid of the ED, regain the spontaneity, and also throw the pills out. This sounds fantastic. What kind of results are you seeing with these treatments now? We've treated thousands of men with just about every health condition of every age. The results are astounding. And keep in mind, 50 clinical studies back this, including from the Cleveland Clinic, even Cambridge University. Now, Andrew, I'll bet, I'm just betting here, that you've got a special offer for our listeners for today. We certainly do. If you are ready to regain your love life and put a stop to the ED, call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor. It's free, plus a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You guys will love it. Worth hundreds of dollars. It's free to callers now. All right, you heard it, guys. Time to pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam. Here's the number. 435-922-7000. You might want to pull over and write it down. 435-922-7000. One more time. That's 435-922-7000. Call now. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Utah High School Activities Association and the Utah Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. This show is previously recorded. are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Something wrong with the world today. The light bulb's getting dim. Cause meltdown in the 
Hi there. Welcome back. Hey, Daly Show. So glad to be with you today. Important uh, information. Hopefully I'm not going through it too quickly. Um, but we have a, a, a huge problem on our hands with this vaccine coming. And the only thing that's going to stop this is the American people and the people around the world that say no, that do not let these people run their lives. Uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature has a great food supplement. I highly recommend this one. I did my homework. Uh, you know me. I did my homework. And I, I'm telling you, Balance of Nature was the best food supplement uh, ever I've ever seen. So it has a wonderful drink with it, 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Put in the code KATE, K-A-T-E, and you can get uh, free shipping and 35% off. What are you waiting for? And I would get some ahead and have some in your, in your, pa- in your food pantry. I'm telling you, you better get prepared for what's coming. Um, we're going to have a fight on our hands. And there's going to be a lot of situations in which our lives are controlled by not getting this sick vaccine that they want to give us, um, make us uh, take. So in their controlled study for the Jenner Institute, in which Bill Gates propped up his uh, his star student, um, Sarah Gilbert, uh, you'll be hearing a lot about, um, well, uh, and which is part of AstraZeneca as well, um, in rolling out this vaccine, um, they actually are using the meningitis vaccine as a control study group uh, on this vaccine. Uh, it's really, really strange. Um, what is an RNA vaccine? Well, you're injecting your body with RNA uh, that your own cells manufacture, and it's bits of coronavirus uh, protein spikes that your immune system can then learn to attack. They've never had this in, in this before. They've never had this vaccine. The patent um, goes back to 2008. 2008. Um, uh, Vaxitech, how do you say it? Vaxitech is a spinoff from the Jenner Institute, um, Bill Gates and and company. Vaxitech is Sarah Gilbert. Vaxitech put somebody in in August of last year, just a year ago, as their new chief executive officer. And this guy, um, called named Bill Enright, um, was uh, the John Hop- Johns Hopkins University guy. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Johns Hopkins started with the Rockefeller Foundation in 1913, and um, all all under the guise of of dividing what was medicine into now and public health and making public health more about the prevention where the doctors would not have that in their purview and their purview would be curing things. And they wanted this distinct profession to take off in public health so that the public health could control, could control that. And how did they do it? Through uh, the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins. And they got together and have been joined at the hip ever since. This is why Johns Hopkins sponsored the Event 201 back in the fall with Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, in doing a pandemic exercise that we are now a part of. I have a clip of Mike Pompeo saying we're part of a live exercise right now. He wasn't joking. It was a Freudian slip. He wasn't kidding. Trump was in the background saying you could have told us. Interesting clip. Anyway, who, who is behind Vaxitech? The ones rolling this out under Jenner Institute. Guess who supports them and finances them? You ready for this? Google, Ventures, Sequoia Capital, Lion Trust Asset Management, Oxford Scientists in uh, Sciences Innovation, 
and GenMatrix, also Korea Investment Partners. That's who funds the company rolling out your, your vaccine. Google. Sequoia. Um, okay. So there's a multitude of people um, that run uh, the Jenner Institute. They all have kind of similar backgrounds. I could probably go into them, but why? Uh, you can probably guess. Uh, a lot of Johns Hopkins in there. Um, you also have a lot of conflicts of, of interest. SCG is a board member of Vaxitech, named as an inventor on the patent covering use of this CHAD OX1, which is the AD12222, um, and patent application covering the SARS vaccine. Teresa Lamb, who works with Sarah Gilbert, also named it as an inventor on the patent application covering uh, this as well. And... Um, uh, you also have a lot of problems in there with AstraZeneca. They're all on the same boards. They're all on the same. They're all on the same ticket. Um, okay, and uh, the uh, the the re-up of the patent under Jenner Institute came in 2016, and under the patent it says preferably the host cell is the animal cell. More preferably, uh, um, a, a mammal. Preferred mammals include chickens, poultry, other poultry, cows, ships, goats, uh, sheep, goats, pigs, wild boar, buffalo, bison, horses, uh, deer, elephants, badgers, possums, cats, lions, monkeys, and humans. Yeah. Sounds like a really wonderful vaccine, doesn't it? Anyway, um, as I as I go on here. um, So traditionally, vaccines have been based and this is part of the patent. I'm reading from the patent for you. Traditionally, vaccines have been based on whole inactivated or accentuated pathogens. However, for many infectious diseases, such as malaria, this approach is impractical, which is just meaning they just wanted to do it but couldn't. And the focus of research has changed for the development of these vaccines, expressing only the pathogen-derived antigens that induce immune correlates of protection. And it went on um, to talk about how they would like to instigate this new delivery system, even though uh, they don't have um, anything really to say that it actually works or um, will be successful. In fact, they entered, they actually interviewed Sarah Gilbert and she said that uh, she could only maybe hope that 80% of it's going to, um, that, that 80% of it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she even admits, yeah, they're spinning it out as quickly as they possibly can. In order to get to human trials, I mean, you have to go through a little bit just to even get there. And all of these people were already, um, they had to wait until January 20th to start vying for it publicly. But they were already in on this game and already fighting behind the scenes because there were already lawsuits about the RNA going through from Moderna. Now, Moderna is competing with AstraZeneca. Moderna is a smaller company. Um, and so if we get to Operation Warp Speed, which I, I don't know why Trump has has planted his feet behind this. Um, it's almost it's so horrific because I know he knows about vaccines. But Operation Warp Speed, uh, the project advisor, uh, Monsef, is the operating advisor. And then Gustav Perna uh, is the army general. And uh, the Warp Speed team said it's working with Moderna. 
uh, Johnson and Johnson, Merck, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca, as well as others. And I looked at the um, the House committee. You know, when they when they were interviewing all these people, and boy, they made it sound so rosy. Um, all of their different advances on these things. But just know that even Moderna was uh, in uh, trying to trying to get a stake of this several years back in lawsuits for this RNA that they had planned to use. Um, also, um, the backgrounds of these individuals that are um, kind of at the head of this get kind of interesting, too, um, consulting with a lot of different vaccine groups and, and, and so forth. About, um, about 20 days ago, Moderna lost a patent case and their stock started to slip. See, they're all in this fight to get this RNA um, this brand new kind of uh, vaccine into our arms and and it's it's pretty horrific in fact it says stephanie bancel of moderna uh moderna had raised 1.9 billion from deals it had made with big companies like merck and astrazeneca right um and valuations as high as five billion dollars and they were trying to develop a new class of r of mrna drugs that would turn the body into a drug factory by directing cells to produce therapeutic proteins by creating these so-called mrna drugs is highly complicated and many scientists are skeptical of Moderna's uh, effort will ever work. This was clear back in 2017, you guys. And they said one of the problems for Moderna is delivering mRNA to the body's cells. In order to accomplish this, deep-pocketed Moderna has turned into a it turned to a tiny Vancouver company called Acutus, which sub-licensed a liquid nanoparticle delivery system to Moderna. Um, and Moderna appears to have used it in its first vaccines of this type. It was like Moderna came to be just in order to do this RNA. RNA one. And guess what? The R taxpayer dollars, over $400 million just went to them four days after it was announced um, that uh, their stock was slipping and they didn't hold the patent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, $472 million came from the, U, uh, the U.S. government's biomedical advanced research. And so... Um, so they're trying to get this uh, part of this patent so they can get part of the money that's coming from all of this from Arbutus Biopharma, which seems to have had the patent since 2008. Um, yeah. So the messenger RNA sequence is really scary, and I really do hope people will do more homework um, in looking into how different this is, and maybe that's probably why they're trying to rush it. The Bill and, Ga the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation teamed up with the Serum Institute of India to crank out 100 million coronaviruses um, at uh, three bucks a pop for the people, but that's not they're going to get a lot more through the uh, governments. And Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, are also going to back all these efforts. So Astra AstraZeneca, I think, is 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 trying to obviously pull ahead of, of Moderna. They have a longer history, and of course, there's more articles coming out citing that AstraZeneca should be able to do this. They they're the ones that should be able to uh, to to go out strong with this. They've already got Brazil in their pocket. Brazil wants to uh, do business with them, and uh, all of these guys are rushing rushing in. Um, the U.S. company and its and its German rival BioNTech plan to use RNA um, as a messenger inside cells to produce an immune reaction, and the advance could upend vaccine development long after the pandemic, which means we'd have more of these. 
Moderna's mRNA twelve seventy three consists of a strand of mRNA that tells the body to produce a spike protein the coronavirus uses to latch onto human cells. The strand is like one side of a zipper. The teeth are a, are a sequence of chemical letters that cells read to produce the 1,273 amino acids that make up the spike protein. If the, va- if the vaccine works as intended, and by the way, they've already announced they don't know how it will be in humans. Because they bypassed mostly all the animal studies and the time. The body will start producing the protein soon after injection, they think prompting the immune system to react and build up protective antibodies against them. This is what they went and, and, and told the government, that they're pretty sure. They're just pretty sure this is how it's going to work. And uh, the great advantages, they say, of the mRNA vaccine are speed and flexibility. No finicky live cells are hard to handle. Viruses are needed. And the basic chemistry is so straightforward. You're going to love this. That Moderna's uh, vaccine uh, phase reached human trials on March 16th, just as all the states were going into lockdown, only 63 days after the company began developing it. That's actually a lie. They'd been developing it. Uh, they just made it sound like they had just started. Um, and so um, they hurried and partnered with Pfizer and uh, began a late stage trial already. Talk about speeding this up. It usually takes five years. The fastest that a vaccine has ever been developed was during Ebola. See, they got faster during Ebola. Remember when they tried to tell everybody millions were going to die? It still took five years. It still took five years. Bill Gates, do you guys remember this? Back in February 15th, warning 10 million deaths of corona so that he could get all this rolling. Um, Yeah. Despite this, Professor Gilbert claims to be 80% confident that it's going to be effective in you humans out there. But is that level of, uh, of uncertainty okay with all of you? Boy, I sure hope not. It's pretty sick. There's so much about this that you need to know, and you have to go back into the Wayback Machine, which I'm going to do in the next hour, to look at how chemotherapy came about. It came about from mustard gas, you guys. Mustard gas? Made people lose their hair. Any, it, all kinds of health effects. Anyway, I want to talk about that because the history of vaccines since the 1900s in this country and the experimentation by Johns Hopkins, the lawsuits that have tried to go through against Rockefeller Foundation partnering with Johns Hopkins, very, very diabolical. And I'll go into that in the next hour. If you don't get the next hour uh, live on, on the radio, make sure you get it on podcast at katedallyradio.com today. But it's really, really important that we know what's going on with this vaccine. I would never inject this into my body ever. You couldn't pay me enough. I'd rather die. I'd rather die than go through what they're about to do to people. And uh, they're pretty excited about it. They're pretty excited about getting this into your bloodstream. There's a reason that they started uh, working on the RNA vaccine um, in 2008. There's a reason that they were waiting for the opportunity to rush this in to get it to you. There's a reason. All right, I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Twenty one best of Southern Utah. Re- to this show, 
The truth can be scary. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is... Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. We're going to go over a lot of information in this hour uh, again. And uh, I just went through the COVID vaccine. Um, I thought Del Bigtree uh, did a fantastic job in in um, really communicating what the problems will be in the future with the mandating of seven uh, 7.8 billion people getting a vaccine um, that they're forced to get. I also played um, some clips from the public health officers. Looks like military, sounds like military. They're, they were talking about being deployed and basically following along the propaganda messages and then making sure that people trusted them and, and how they need to be ready for longer deployments because the vaccine was going to roll out. And we are seeing schools now that say, I'm going to wait for the, the, the masks are, are in until we get the vaccine. So that people like, like Del Bigtree said, finally, they say, I've, I've had it with living like this. Give me the vaccine. And it's really sick because the vaccine's different. It's different than the other vaccines. This one is uh, something they've been working on since 2008. If you don't think that there's well-laid plans in this, you're crazy. They've been working on this since 2008. Moderna, one of the companies vying for the vaccine action against AstraZeneca, uh, they want a bigger piece of the pie than AstraZeneca. They're probably not going to get it. Um, AstraZeneca is going to lead out. Is uh, a 2017 lawsuit that they were fighting over who gets the who gets the digs in the patent for RNA and and uh, um, by the time that finally got to court, that was 2017. They had this ready to go. They had this this ready to roll. In fact, they make it sound like it just came out on the, on the, you know, they just got rolling on it. They just got out of bed and thought, oh, we need a vaccine on January 20th. And little Sarah Gilbert, who works for uh, Bill Gates, who who uh, they, they propped up in this Jenner Institute that works with Oxford, decided that they were going to just try to come up with something quick. It had already been in the works. It had already been, they've already been working on it. Patents were already there. You can go look at it. Jenner Institute's patent um, on their version of this working with chimpanzees, but not really. They're not really doing animal studies. Started uh, 2016 with theirs. Um, so they've got they've had this in the works for quite a long time, and they wanted to use a coronavirus, which was the easiest way to use something that that is so generic. The symptoms are so generic that they could say, we want to squelch this, you know, by using this vaccine. Look around you. Are people dying? Nope. Nope. They're not dying. So just to wrap that up, and I am going to be talking, I, I did the first hour on, on Johns Hopkins for a reason, and that was because 
Johns Hopkins and the Rockefeller Foundation have been lockstep in in um, implementing public health. Um, they took the doctors and they said, doctors, you're only going to worry about curing and public health now is going to take prevention. They split it. They split it. They wanted to make sure it was two different avenues. And that's really, really important to know going into this hour because they wanted them to lead out. So there's a book out called The Great Secret. And I'm going to tie cancer into this because this was this is something that a lot of people probably maybe haven't realized. I don't know um, about about cancer and vaccines going clear back through the 1900s that I want people to understand because the Johns Hopkins um, Institute, their hygiene institute, public health and hygiene with the Rockefeller Foundation started out trying to develop vaccines and treatments and and all of these more diabolical measures in which they murdered people people in which they um, um, did experimentation on people and chemotherapy where did that come from mustard gas so let's talk about how that happened so there was a handful of scientists and um, and this actually this book this new book that's coming out uh, chronicles as I I would like to see it go more into depth on on the hideous Johns Hopkins um, that everybody reveres in America and around the world um, but, uh, well, you know, to the victors go the monuments, right? Art Thompson wrote that book, and that title just keeps coming back to me. To the, to the uh, victors go the monuments. Johns Hopkins is certainly one of those. And the, the people I'm going to be talking about actually came out of Johns Hopkins. So I'm talking about World War II. Johns Hopkins and Rockefeller got into lockstep about 1913. So on December 2nd, 1943, there was a surprise raid on the German bombers, um, devastated a little seaport in Italy called Bari, right? I'm probably saying it wrong, but Barry, Bari. It was a crucial supply hub in the Allied campaign in Italy, and it was one of the worst naval disasters of World War II, and the raid was dubbed Little Pearl Harbor by the press. And uh, so for a lot of the immediate survivors, the worst was yet to come. They hadn't yet gotten the effects of what they were about to get. But over the next few days, sailors and civilians who survived the attack began to die of mysterious symptoms. And as panic spread, the American chemical warfare specialist, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Stuart Alexander, was dispatched to investigate um, and ended up with this crucial, um, I'm going to, I will call it contribution, but anyway, to modern medicine. And it would be covered up for decades. And so the great secret actually uh, talks about this. This is a book by Jeanette Conant. Um, And... Anyway, it talks about the patients who survived the Bari bombing with only minor wounds begin to experience all these symptoms, eyes swollen shut, terrible blisters, sensation of burning so intense that it drove some to tear off their clothes and bandages in in an effort to get some relief. And officials were worried at the time that the Germans had used the raid as cover for a poison gas attack. Chemical biological warfare had been banned before this in the 1925 uh, Geneva Protocol, and the United States and Britain had announced that if Germany violated the prohibition, the Allies would retaliate in kind. So they needed answers, and the the, the book goes to say uh, the U.S. Army ordered Alexander, a young physician from the Chemical Warfare Service, to identify the cause of the mysterious deaths um, and where it had come from. But while Alexander 
was kind of determining that the victims had been exposed to mustard gas, the source of a chemical agent, right? American Liberty, uh, the American Liberty ship laden with top secret cargo of 2,000 mustard bombs had been docked in the Bari Harbor in Italy. Not something that the Allies wanted revealed at the time. They feared Hitler would use evidence of the American chemicals weapons stockpile to initiate an all-out gas warfare. And the British, who controlled the port, denied the presence of mustard gas and deleted the diagnosis from the medical records of the victims. So Churchill and Eisenhower um, acted acted as well to suppress what was going on, insisting that the censorship um, of the uh, catastrophe and Alexander's report was military considered military security. And so Alexander and the victims of the Bari disaster, um, probably a lot of people don't ever really talk about this, right? And it was detailing the toxic effects of mustard gas on white blood cells. And it caught the eye of Colonel Cornelius Dusty Rhodes. Now, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> pioneering physician, they say. I love how they use the word pioneering so generously when the guy's a monster. But anyway, the research scientist, and they said he was brilliant and arrogant. No, he was just a monster. Um, he was recognizing the potential of this poison as a killer and a cure. So he ushered in a whole new era of cancer research done by Sloan Kettering Institute and uh, Alexander, by the way, the military guy, returned to his family practice in New Jersey, um, never really could talk about what was going on because it was considered a military secret. But, uh, but uh, Rhodes got really, really busy about this, uh, with this uh, information, and uh, sort of launched um, this whole new uh, career into chemotherapy. And so uh, in hospitals around the world, cancer patients are being treated with chemotherapy, right? Life-saving protocols, right? It's based on nitrous mustard. It's a deadly chemical weapon, and they have no idea how the treatment was discovered, right? Well, it was mustard gas that really jump-started the whole thing uh, of medical oncology. And um, it's kind of incredible, really, when you get really right down to it. What we're actually, um, what version of this we're taking into our bodies, uh, it's traced directly to that poison gas. Anyway, um, so I'll talk about some numbers when we come back, and I'll also talk just a, a little bit more. Um, you know, there's questions as to whether Churchill and Eisenhower were justified in covering this up and, and so forth, and the book delves into that. But I kind of want to go on to a, a little bit of a different different path, too, with this as well. And you'll see what I mean when I come back. But uh, so cancer, uh, they said, is the uncontrollable multiplication of cells, right? Can run wild in the body and invade healthy tissue. And they said since the fast division of cells uh, is a hallmark of cancer, Alexander, the military guy, uh, reasoned that if mustard depressed or slowed the rate of white blood cell division, it might slow the rate of cancer cell division. And so uh, he recommended mustard count compounds be studied as a possible treatment for certain types of cancer. And so... Um, it actually went after the healthy cells as much as it does the cancer cells. And this is why a lot of people that do chemo end up with different kinds of cancers as well in their bodies. And they, they started determining that you could have a lot of different kinds of, uh, uh, of cancers hit you later on as well. 
And so Hodgkin's and, um, and ALL and all of these different ones, they say now have a 90% remission rate, but there is some cause for concern in, in, uh, future. It's setting the body up for future, uh, problems for cancer as well. And so, um, I'll come back into this. There's a couple of things I really want to hit that are really pertinent and important. And, uh, Rhodes is an interesting character. Rhodes with the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins, um, was accused, uh, well, um, even admitted to, uh, killing some people off and um, wanting to get rid of Puerto Ricans where he was doing his research and studies. All kinds of stuff when I come back because it'll be interesting how this all ties in, I promise. It all kind of ties in together uh, the whole day. But when when going down these rabbit holes, um, I just think that, you know, we bypass a lot of really good information that we should have. And the 1900s are filled with experimentation psychological experimentation um they don't mind getting rid of people to to say they're doing something for the common good but then i really want to analyze is that good actual common good be right back on the kate daly show the upkeep of your home and community is essential, not only for retaining property value, but also for security and peace of mind. Max Maintenance, an HOA living company, is Southern Utah's maintenance pros, providing a wide array of services and resources, even in the event of damage or emergency. Max Maintenance team members are experts in assessing damage, understanding the claims process, and managing and completing the construction and restoration of your home and community. Max Maintenance can help. Contact them at 435-534-6291 or maxutah.com. This to healthcare. Welcomes Dr. Rhett Fry, leading their primary care sports medicine divisions. Dr. Fry focused in primary care and sports medicine because he believes the whole body performs at its peak when every single component is functioning at its best. Sports medicine is an orthopedic treatment area designed to help athletes and those suffering from musculoskeletal, joint pain, injury, and more. Vista Primary Care expects the unexpected and understands illnesses and injuries occur at the most inopportune times. Call today at 435-215-0257 or vista-hc.com. Save every day. Come to Finley Hyundai now for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR on select vehicles, including the all-new 2022 Hyundai Tucson. Money tight from the holidays. No payments till the weather warms up. With deferred payments for 90 days. Hyundai comes with complimentary maintenance for three years. Or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. And Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles, powertrain limited warranty. It's the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. On the savings side of the freeway. FinleyHyundaiStGeorge.com. OAC with HMF. Offer expires 1-322. Seven months after the apocalypse. Mom, what's with the chemistry set? Well, I didn't get enough food storage, so I'm converting my fuel back into corn. And this green, gooey stuff you made tastes like corn? <laughs> no, tastes just like gas. We got our food storage from Shane at Your Family Still Matters. And he set us up right. You want to come over for dinner? Oh, no. Too much yellow number five. Run! Don't eat green, gas-flavored, gooey stuff. Go to Your Family Still Matters at 900 South Bluff in the Holiday Square under the big yellow sign that says paintball, food storage, and violins. Greg Neal for Gold Ore Store, at your service. After years of store ownership and operation, I've learned some amazing lessons about life and how people think. Gold Ore Store is a tremendous service provider to this amazing community. Gold Ore Store has become a safe haven for people who either are in a position where they want to exchange Federal Reserve notes for real money, gold and silver. They want to pull out their dollars stuck in a bank account paying them zero interest. Or they need to sell their silver or gold to pay immediate or emergency bills. Gold Ore Store is a safe haven for both sides of this life choice. Gold Ore Store sells for less when you are buying and Gold Ore Store pays you more, so much
much more for your gold and silver than anyone else in town guaranteed. Find out the truth for yourself. Our hundreds of five-star reviews and consecutive award-winning history tell a story about who we are. Why go anywhere else? Goldorestore.com, 435-703-9119. Goldorestore equals inflation killer. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink and Toner, now at their new location, 237 North Bluff, Southern Utah's number one place to purchase all your home and business printing supplies. St. George Ink and Toner. Best of Southern Utah winner, Prolong Medical, says, Ladies, did you know that one in three women experience bladder weakness and that bladder incontinence is three times more common than seasonal allergies? There is only one root cause to this embarrassing medical issue, a weakened pelvic floor caused from pregnancy, changes in hormones, menopause, and stress. Urinary incontinence doesn't have to control you and your life. This embarrassing medical issue affects both women and men and has uncomfortable and frustrating symptoms. Besides the cost of urinary incontinence products can downright be expensive. At Prolong Medical Center, we have a solution that treats incontinence in women and men where you can literally sit back on a custom-designed chair and experience a breakthrough treatment for incontinence without even removing your clothing. Don't let this medical issue control your life. Take back your health and your dignity. Schedule a free Free consultation today at Prolong Medical. We can make a difference in your life. Call 435-375-5000 or ProlongMedical.com. Best of Southern Utah winner. If you want to take a look at what some of the finest companies in customer service have in common, I can tell you they practice values that involve both the way customers and employees are treated. Every interaction, every engagement, every motion is executed with a particular intention based on those values. It's often referred to as constancy of purpose. Companies that have a mission, a constancy of purpose, stand out from the others. The show is previously recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. It's a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring. Hi there. Welcome back. Hey, Daly Show. I'm glad you're tuning in today. A lot of information. Um, did on the vaccine in the last hour, Johns Hopkins in the uh, first part uh, of the show, and it's a three-parter, and uh, going into a little bit more during the whole 1900s, what they've been really busy doing. The Rockefeller Foundation's been extremely busy. It was um, uh, John John D. Rockefeller was Standard Oil, and Standard Oil, I don't know if people realize, um, <laughs> helped fund um, Adolf. Um, if, you'll, if you notice, if you notice... There's a lot of German um, learnings, German scientists um, coupled with American scientists in the whole 1900s that um, certainly came together 
for uh, a lot of a lot of the things that we know of today that we use today we don't i don't even think we think of their beginnings but the johns hopkins um uh, institute very lockstep with the rockefeller foundation and the rockefeller foundation is um pretty corrupt it's probably had the biggest impact on our country in culture and in health and in everything else in um basically trying to destroy um, destroy us and people don't realize that you know what they do is they they give the accolades and they give the monuments and they give everything to you know the johns hopkins and the rockefeller institute when they have been at the helm since the very beginning early 1900s of turning our country inside out you could go back to a lot of our problems and a lot of our problems with health and you'll go right back to you'll find johns hopkins and you'll find uh You'll find that deeply embedded. In fact, all of our epidemiologists in each state, the ones that are leading out and actually running this country right now through public health enforcement, um, would be coming from Johns Hopkins and the CDC. I just wanted you guys to know, you know, um, it's it always goes back to the same well-worn paths. So I was talking about um, how mustard gas sort of turned into what we now know as, as chemotherapy. And... Cornelius Rhodes was a Harvard medical uh, uh, student graduate. And, um, you know, of course, history paints him as brilliant and arrogant. Well, he was way more than that. He, I, I, I consider this guy uh, a monster, but uh, they say he was a dedicated oncologist. So you just love how they, how they do that. From 1929 to 39, he worked at both the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research and then became a staff member at the Rockefeller Hospital, where they were certainly doing a lot of experimentation and all kinds of different things on people without their knowledge. Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Rhodes, um, basically, um, when he attended a party hosted by a Puerto Rican uh, co-worker's uh, house down in Puerto Rico after leaving the party, he wrote this letter. And this letter basically, I'll cut to the chase, it said, uh, it'd be ideal except for the Puerto Ricans. They are beyond doubt the dirtiest, laziest, most degenerate and thievish race of people ever inhabiting the sphere. Makes you sick to inhabit the same island with them. They are even lower than Italians. What the island needs now it needs is not public health work but a tidal wave of totally something to exterminate the population it might be livable then i have done my best to uh, further the process of extermination by killing off eight of them and, and transplanting cancer into several more the latter has not resulted in any fatalities so far the matter of consideration for the patient's welfare plays no role here in fact all dis- all physicians take delight in the abuse and torture of unfortunate subjects do let me know if you hear any more news. Sincerely, Dusty. Um, that kind of gives you a glimpse of who this guy, um, who this guy is. But by 1940, um, rather than face justice, he was selected as the next director of Memorial Hospital for Cancer Care and Research. By 1941, he was studying the use and effects of radiation to treat leukemia. Um, ironically, the person's house uh, that he had visited back in 1950 was, uh, who was arrested as a political prisoner was used as a guinea pig in his experimentation, which led to his death in 1965. Um, yeah, anyway, um, so Dr. Rhodes went on to win the Legion of Merit for combating poison gas and advancing the use of chemical warfare. 
Um, and the U.S. Army Medical Service published the Medical Department of United States Army in World War II. In 1943, a medical division was established in that chemical war- uh, warfare service at, uh, in Maryland under his direction, and he was commissioned as a colonel. Um, yeah, he was carrying out toxicological studies uh, uh, related to hazards in the production of chemical warfare agents. He established at Camp Dietrich, Maryland. Do you remember Judy Mikovits talking about uh, Camp Dietrich? Anyway, um, he worked at Dugway Proving Ground in Utah and uh, Camp Siebert in Alabama. And then the medical division uh, coordinated with work with all these laboratories from his work. And in 1944, the Chemical Warfare Service was charged additionally with res- uh, responsibility for all biological warfare defense projects. Um, and so um, it goes on and on. I mean, due to all of this, uh, studies on mustard gas from the accident of the war in, 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 in Italy, the incident I told you about, um, Basically, um, basically, uh, Rhodes became interested in, in the potential for its cancer treatment and started developing this. And for the rest of his life, his research interest in developing chemotherapy for cancer treatment served primarily as the administrator and, and scientific director at Memorial and Sloan Kettering. And from studies of the mustard gas um, came uh, the um, clinical trials during the during the war years for the basis of development of the field of anti-cancer chemotherapy. Um, so the, there's some problems with chemotherapy, too. And I'd like to talk about those as well, just because there's just way more to the story um, that uh, that isn't told because everyone goes, oh, that's how you deal with cancer. That's such a great thing. But it was hijacked. It was it was truly hijacked with the individuals that started Johns Hopkins um, Public Health Department. Um, Simon Flexer being one of them. He served as director of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. He was also a friend and advisor to John D. Rockefeller. Um, but uh, all these individuals um, that were involved really hijacked uh, what was actually um, what was actually going on with what could have been health and what could have been more natural medicine and opting more for the chemicals that they were developing, the experimentation and studies that they wanted to prop up. And it really is sad. You know, in 1930, the lung cancer death rate for men, even though there was a whole lot of smoking going on, was 4.9 per 100,000 people. In 1990, the rate had increased 75 to 75.6% per 100 people. Um, we definitely had a lot more issues with lung cancer and all the different cancers from a lot of different reasons. But uh, ironically, um, another direct effect of chemotherapy is, in fact, cancer. It's even printed on the chemo drug warning labels in small print, of course. <laughs> um, doxorubicin uh, may increase your risk for developing leukemia. Um, your oncologist might claim to have successfully treated your first cancer. You might very well have developed a second or third cancer caused by uh, chemo. And isn't it interesting how if you try to go natural that uh, even right now you do not have control over your children and the kind of care they can get because a hospital can hijack that. The first doctor, cancer doctor you see um, can say, well, this is how this has to go or we could 
uh, possibly take your child away. And this is what happened to uh, Ben McClintock, defending Utah, that comes on the show. Um, same kind of thing. You know, we're looking at um, forcing and, and making sure that you go these routes instead of natural medicine, which is really, really sad. Um, the guy, um, uh, William Welch, who actually was the first uh, Johns Hopkins, you know, portion of that um, public health department and also the head of the AMA, um, uh, Flexner worked for him. And uh, uh, there was, you know, just a whole bunch of different people involved in steering us away at the time. Uh, with John Rockefeller and, and Andrew Carnegie and others um, peddling all the pharmaceuticals. In, in fact, you know, on the war on um, drugs, it's kind of interesting that um, that cannabis was used throughout the 1800s. But when it got up to the 1900s and uh, the beginning of the 1900s, they started demonizing it even though they hadn't had a lot of issues with cannabis, right? It was, they, they used it to treat. And once the pharmaceutical companies got their digs in, it's kind of amazing that all of a sudden, um, cannabis was actually demonized in favor of pharmaceuticals that caused a lot more symptoms and problems. And when you really kind of look at why they devised public health, a very socialistic, communistic term, right? The good, the good of all. So everybody's a, a one size fits all taking away our individuality, eventuality in, in medicine. It's kind of interesting that they divided it so that doctors were only concerned for, and this comes from the founding documents of Johns Hopkins, by the way, of that whole Department of Public Health and uh, the Rockefeller Institute. But it's kind of interesting. So the doctors were only supposed to be in charge of curing, right? Chasing after all those symptoms of all those drugs that were coming into fruition, which would cause more symptoms and more symptoms. And that public health was supposed to be about prevention. But not really, not so much. And that's another, that's another huge uh, rabbit hole and problem. Um, something I can't tackle in one show. But, uh, but it's kind of amazing that the steering towards chemo always by the medical profession is kind of interesting instead of really looking at, uh, at health and prevention, right? I mean, do you go to a doctor and get told that you uh, should worry about vitamin C and D and, and sunshine, just like they're doing right now with COVID-19? Instead of walking down those aisles uh, of, of natural health to prevent something from happening, what's the first thing they go in to try to do? Use COVID-19 as an opportunity to develop an RNA sequence um, vaccine that's much different than anything else we've ever done. Very experimental. We're all the guinea pigs. We're going to be the guinea pigs for this vaccine. And it can actually change your DNA. You cannot change it back. And they're actually going to use this um, as a gateway instead of ever walking down. Did you see any of these companies walking down telling you uh, walking down the aisle of natural health? Of course not. Of course not. It's all about the chemicals. It's all about the vaccinations. They cannot wait to put a vaccination out. Dell Bigtree made the point that um, in that recording that I played, that once she, once they develop this adult vaccination program to solve all health problems, um, you're going to be taking a lot of them. And probably by force. Because now you have to catch up. I only had eight vaccinations as a kid. Now they have over 65 you're going to have to catch up on the adult plan. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And those regulations, like Judy Mikovits said, started coming off 
the patents are all owned by these monsters, by the Fauci's, by uh, by by all of these individuals I talked about in the last hour as well. The the uh, patents are owned by them, and so um, they have every. Oh, every incentive and motivation to make sure that they're getting this very large paycheck, but also making sure that you are forced to take them. And with the regulations being lifted in the 80s and and again in this last decade, who knows what's in them? And this is why they were able to um, get away with doing an RNA vaccine, as Judy Mikovits talks about that, as far as a whole new delivery system that they've never done in humans before. Guess what, folks? You're the guinea pigs. We're all the guinea pigs if they get their way, and we do not stand up to this. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. My name is Kevin Mangold. I'm the director over preferred customer service and health coach scheduling at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring for phone agents and for live chat agents. Working in scheduling and customer service is satisfying and rewarding because we help so many people see success every day. I'm looking for people that want to make a difference in people's lives. If you enjoy helping people achieve success, come join our team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for customer service phone agent or customer care live chat support today. Hi, my name is Rodney, and I am the director of new sales at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring new sales agents and online chat agents. Working in the new sales department is fast-paced and rewarding because of our competitive camaraderie and the fact that we are the first people our customers meet. I'm looking for hardworking, dedicated people to come join my team. Go to balanceofnature.com slash careers to apply for the new sales phone agent or new sales chat agent positions today. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. Are you tired of paying too much for your ink and toner? Have you decided to purchase ink online for a better deal only to find that you've received an inferior product? St. George Ink and Toner is the local trusted authority for your printing needs. St. George Ink and Toner is less expensive than the big box stores and higher quality than anything you can find online. All products have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Come see why everyone is buying from St. George Ink and Toner at their new location, 237 North Bluff Street. I'm Larry Gelwigs, the getaway guru for 
Morris Columbus Travel and Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. Cruise the Mexican Riviera aboard the Navigator of the Seas, sailing round trip from L.A. to Cabo, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta with 30% off all guests, plus an additional savings of up to $350. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Morris Columbus Travel. Come on and get away, Morris Columbus. Just the other morning, an old friend I had not seen for many years walked into the store unannounced. I could tell by his countenance that he was very upset and was wanting a moment to consult with me. As we sipped our coffee together in private conference, he quietly divulged that he was very upset with his prior year's holiday season giving. I was perplexed at first until he went further into his explanation. He stated, Greg, I'm tired of giving the same old stuff. He actually said junk. For the holiday, it wears out. They don't appreciate it or they return it for the cash. It's just stupid, he said, and he finished with visible dismay. He stated that he had heard me for years going on and on about the value of gold and silver as a hedge against the rotten to the core government's ridiculous economic policies. He said he'll be giving silver coins as gifts this year. I wish you could have seen his face light up when he made the decision. Gold ore store, gold, silver, and so much more. Gold ore store equals inflation killer. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery. Helping people find recovery. The 2021 Ford F-150 at Kengar St. George Ford sets the high standards for light-duty full-size pickups with its high strength, military-grade, aluminum alloy cab, and bed. The 2021 Ford F-150 makes tough tests look easy. F-150 outperforms every other truck in its class when hauling cargo in a bed or towing a trailer. No wonder the competition is always in a scramble to follow the leader. Just announced 0% APR for 60 months on all 2021 F-150s, excluding Raptors. Ken Garf St. George Ford. We hear you. But approved credit through Ford Credit Finance. Some restrictions will apply. OIC, see dealer for details. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by Your Family Still Matters. St. George, Utah's food storage and emergency supply store. The show is previously recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. about uh, the 1900s and the huge history we have in developing vaccines. And for all of those who have been listeners to the, my show for a long time, know that uh, the, the book Dr. Mary's Monkey really is a fantastic book, probably my most intriguing book I've ever covered when it talked about the advent of uh, antibiotics uh, rolled into a spike in polio. And when they came out with the vaccine for polio, that's what, uh, when it was, when they sent out so many infected, um, versions of that, 96 million infected doses of polio. Most of you got that, by the way, listening. Um, then all of a sudden we had the war on cancer increase tenfold. So, um, are there any accidents? Well, <laughs> um, a lot of experimentation in the 1900s, a lot of the Rockefeller Foundation being at the helm of it. And it's scary to think that 
that a few people had this much influence on medicine and on the way we do things right now and how the medical profession is actually trained. And it's kind of like uh, what Bruce Nyson, uh, Nielsen said, and also Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy Mikovits from Plandemic, um, you know, just talking about how there are a lot of good memorizers of medicine, and, and they, they like those memorizers of medicine. And I'm not downing all doctors. I'm just saying that, that typically you're a good memorizer if you're a doctor. But there's few that will actually really get, get uh, talking about health and prevention because they're not trained that way. And that was by design from the early 1900s, Johns Hopkins and Rockefeller partnered to make sure that, 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 that public health became very separate from what a physician learns. And a physician was only supposed to worry about curing something and public health was supposed to worry about um, prevention. Now think about this. Has public health done a good job? On teaching you how to be very, um, you know, using natural remedies and, and, and natural things to cure yourself. I'm going to go out on a big limb and say no. Because that has not been, they've, they've, they've used that as the guise to do much different things for the good of all. In fact, when they started out with all of the, with using chemo and, and all of these things, um, they were hastening the death of many cancer patients. And they kept calling it, it was for the good. It was for the good. Now, a lot of you can say, well, yeah, I mean, we have to always, you know, a lot of people are going to die to go after the good. Do you realize you're going to be used as a guinea pig with, if, we, if they get their way on this mandatory vaccine? Because as they lifted the regulations in the last uh, decade, as Judy Mikovits said when she was on the show, and then this is why she said, do not take the flu vaccine. Be very careful about any vaccines you take because of the new um, mRNA uh, messenger uh, type of vaccine that they're trying to shove down everybody's throats because it hasn't been tested in humans like this, you know, as far as uh, big scale studies. They've rushed it for a reason and be very, very wary of that. Um Anytime we're going to get into anything mandatory. But the reason I didn't, ha- I didn't have the author of the book, The Great Secret, talking about mustard gas and how that uh, transitioned into, that was the, that was what, what we have chemo from was actual mustard gas. The hair falls out. The, I mean, seriously, think about that, you guys. Anyway, um, the reason I didn't was because she kind of went off on this whole, this whole, um, issue of everything is always for the greater good. And, um, no, it's not. No, it's not. And it should never be in a free country. We're in a free country here. And so the having the, the advent of public health in our country, it gave them the license to do many, many, many experimental things and steer us in directions that we would have never gone as a country because they were able to get their hooks in this way. And I think that's really, really important to know. I talked about in the very, very beginning of this show about Johns Hopkins and about William Welch and how he was a skull and bones fraternity guy. Yeah, skull and bones like the Bushes and John Kerry and everybody else in that little pristine little group, right? Um, well, he actually learned and studied at the gener- at, at several German laboratories and, um, He came back here and they made him, he was the first physician recruited by a professor at the newly forming Johns Hopkins Hospital and Medical School at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. And um, 
He went on to become the first dean of Johns Hopkins and in 1916 established the School of Hygiene and Public Health. Public health was a British term. Hygiene was a German term. Funny how we're always doing business with the UK and Germany, isn't it? Anyway, especially in our medicine, NASA, and uh, just about everything else, it feels like. Um, And so this guy also became the head of the AMA. What became the AMA? And the people that worked under him were Walter Reed. Remember Walter Reed Medical Center? You know, for for the military. Um, And uh, Simon Flexner. And the founding, uh, became the founding director of Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. Um, which hijacked medicine in the early 1900s. It became a totally different animal once these people got involved. And um, as far as this goes, of course, they were very awarded, right? But Welch played a major role in the response to the 1918 influenza pandemic. You realize that started out with a vaccine, right? And you also realize it wasn't, they said 10 million died, and then through history they kept upping the number, and now they think 50 to 100 million died. And they said that the reason that the that that there's a discrepancy in the numbers is because we, they didn't know how to count back then. Um, anyway, the 1918, uh, he played a big role in this. These are the people that are involved in the medicine we have today. They they did public health on the guise of hookworm, hookworm. <laughs> hookworm was not fatal. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like some big deal. In fact. Over 400 million people have hookworm um, out there, but right now. But what they did was they they um, said we need a public health department, and their first sort of um, instigation into that was dealing with hookworm and trying to solve a quote unquote that problem so that they could look like they were very busy solving a problem, kind of like what they're doing with COVID. They pick a coronavirus. They shove it out there because coronavirus is so many different symptoms, just like, I mean, it's the same thing as flu and respiratory. They, they take uh, COVID and they say people too, so many people are dying. See how history repeat, repeats itself? So many people are dying, even though we don't even have the same numbers as the flu and respiratory numbers on average, on a high average year. High average year is 260,000. We're only at 160 some odd thousand deaths for COVID that they're labeling COVID. Um, they started labeling those February 9th. So everything's labeled COVID for almost the entire year, which will be the entire year by the end of the year. So they did the same thing with hookworm. And this is how they got their hooks in, if you will, uh, forgive the pun, um, into making sure that we had a public health department. And they said that they wanted to make it a career and they wanted it to um, to be a, a whole different animal, and that we were actually, um, you know, the initial um, impetus for the um, uh, public health campaign against hookworm um, and its treatment and prevention, you know, giving themselves a problem, having themselves come up with a solution so they could make their way into saying, see how wonderful we are, when taking a dose of Epsom salts <laughs> was basically the treatment um, besides drinking uh, this certain thing anyway, uh, which is poisonous to the worm. And they really did carve out that entire, that entire thing uh, in, in order to create public health. And now public health is running the country. The governors are letting it run the country. If we had a good governor, um, even my own state, that would not be the case. But these guys are telling the governors what to do, and the governors are listening because the governors are bought and sold. And the public health departments are bought and sold because a lot of the people going into the health departments that head the health departments are from where? 
Johns Hopkins, CDC. Um, so this was going on clear back in the day and throughout the 1900s. And then we got the, um, chemo, we got all these different, uh, all these different things, didn't we? And we also had, um, you know, there were lawsuits, lawsuits uh, against, uh, Johns Hopkins lawsuits against the Rockefeller foundation for many, many, many people being, um, murdered, um, uh, people that uh, were in experimentations against their will or didn't know. And it's a really sad state of affairs because you can go back to the same few people all the time. The same few people that are at the, that are at the, um, uh, even, even the who, even WHO International talks about how they created public health departments and how this public health department became international very, very quickly. Um, they had offices in China and Yugoslavia and all over the place, Brazil, everywhere, like immediately. And they were all an extension of Johns Hopkins. Um, you know, you wonder why I don't trust Johns Hopkins and never would. Um, I, I don't think they work in the best interest of people. I don't think any of these people had their sights on working in the best interest. I think they wanted to hijack medicine early on. Um, and this was by design. They only treated 400,000 people with, uh, with hookworm, but basically called themselves the, the saviors. And so they really needed that, that public health department. It's amazing when you go back in time and start really looking at all of this from a different angle and, and really kind of looking at this entire century as one that, that changed us and that created these monsters in medicine. I think about all the experimentation in the 50s and the 60s, the drug culture that came out of the experimentation. We had a CIA experimenting with drugs for a long time, and then all of a sudden the drug culture just popped up. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think that happened? Nothing happens by accident, folks. If there's anything I've learned over the decade of doing this for a living, there are no spontaneous events. Everything is usually usually uh, by design uh, by these kinds of folks or um, a product of their designs. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have, see. Um, Anthony Fauci helping to fund what went on with Wuhan, China being a big seller and um, manufacturer of the vaccine that they want to implement on the world, on us. An RNA vaccine that hasn't been even given to humans yet on wide scale. They don't even know what it can do or would do. And we would be the guinea pigs, just like the guinea pigs with uh, chemo in the beginning, too. And just like we continue to be with chemo, right? Um, a very, very small percentage end up living past chemo because they usually end up getting something else. And I think about all of the generations through the 1900s with weakening, you know, uh, the things that we that we do to each generation that kind of go on to the next generation. Right. Because even when we had some of these things, when we were looking at some of these things, even from doctors, Mary, Dr. Mary's monkey and the situation with the polio vaccine, it's kind of amazing that uh, that cancer. Uh, look at how many vast cases of cancer there are. Isn't it one in three? get cancer, might even be higher than that, but one in three was the last one I, I researched uh, for cancer. Isn't it amazing how they could come up with this so-called vaccine so quickly for a mystery disease that came to us at the end of January? 
right? December of 2019 to January, how they jumped on that. Yet we still have cancer to the, to the, to the highest degree. We're not dying of COVID. It's a cold virus. We're not dying from it. The success rate is 99.8%, and we they are talking and shoving vaccine down us, and now the schools are on board saying that they will make the kids wear masks until a vaccine, until that vaccine is mandatory. How many people do not have a line in the sand and will actually go move forward on that vaccine? Will you be able to travel, buy, or sell without that vaccine? Will you be able to have a life without getting that vaccine? Why is it so important that they take an experimental vaccine for something we're not dying from and inject it into the entire world? Now, you could say money, but there's way more to it than just financial. This is a much bigger deal because I, I, I agree with Del Bigtree in that it could wipe out a lot of people um, because of what it does to our bodies. Could it, could it turn on you and attack you inside? Yeah. They don't know that it couldn't, and it did to the animals they experimented on. But guess what, folks? They're bypassing those animal studies that failed, and they want to just directly give it to humans. There's never been a coronavirus ever before in history for a reason. Our bodies, even admitted by Fauci, can do exactly or better what the vaccine they say will do. But Fauci said, and I quote, but I want them to get the vaccine anyway. If we do not stop this as a people, not only that vaccine, they've got 300 more in in the works. And if you don't think that those are even more diabolical than this one, because of course they're not going to kill everybody off with one vaccine because they want you to belly back up to the bar for the following ones. It's getting bad, folks, and we better better fight against this and start having a stronger voice. Take off the, the ridiculous mask. And start talking about this vaccine with the people that you know and telling them, do not take this vaccine into their body. Have a great weekend. Sorry to end it on that, but have a great weekend, folks. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you Monday. The 2021 Best of Southern Utah.